0: This is a lifestyle that is a better middle class than smoking cigarettes, staying up late, drinking and making people buy stuff. This next FinTech is everything phenomenal and people will be able to express with their capital better uses or better products for people. There's gonna be a lot of debate about what is a job, but really what we should be talking about is how to build a business that supports me while I invest, like you're doing with FinTech today
1: hi everyone it's julie brahage greenberg here with your tux time podcast from fintech today where we talk about all things fintech in this episode i am joined by my friend howard Lindzen. and howard i don't even know exactly how to introduce you like when someone asks you what you do what do you tell them because i feel like you could give them like a zillion different answers
0: <laughs> yeah i mean my in-laws my wife always says what do I? My parents are asking. What do you say? I go. I'm 55 years old. Stop it. Tell them. Tell them I'm not in jail. <laughs> the, uh, isn't that a good thing at this point? The I'm a father of two. We just launched two kids, so we're really proud of that. <laughs> uh, they're good kids. One works in New York. One's at UNLV. And one wife. One dog. Um, and I am. I'm a venture capitalist by trade, but I love markets. And I've been an entrepreneur. I started a company called StockTwits. Before that, I started a company called Wallstrip. I'm born in Toronto, and I live uh, in Phoenix, but we also live part-time in San Diego.
1: So tell me a little bit. You sort of got into fintech before it was even fintech with some of the companies that you started. Um, Tell me a little bit about about that, because something I've always wondered, and I want to ask you about this, is... Stock twits, if it was started like a year or two ago, I feel like investors would be just be going nutso about you. Like this social trading thing is yeah. just sort of like what has taken off.
0: <laughs> yeah. My first foray into messaging was Yahoo Finance. And this is um you know, back in 97, 98, that's where all my friends were. You you went from I C Q chat to Yahoo Finance, everybody was on it. And and we didn't couldn't afford a Bloomberg, so you so you were twenty minutes delayed quotes and we thought we were like the shits and we were getting screwed, though. I mean, we were 20 minutes delayed quotes. I mean, what chance did we have? But that was the first <laughs> revolution. You had yeah, Daytech and E-Trade and you had all these funny commercials about like people quitting their job. And we were those people, 20-minute delay quotes. The odds were not good for our success. Uh, we were led by Kramer and Street.com and, and MarketWatch. But it wasn't Bloomberg. And the Internet uh, crashed. You know, eyeballs weren't enough. Uh, for this and uh, and then we had a dark kind of internet uh, winter before web 2.0 came out and web 2.0 was really should have been the thing right because you had Facebook Twitter LinkedIn uh, YouTube these were all the products that we could have recreated Bloomberg and um, CNBC right and email you had what
1: year did you start stock twits
0: Oh, eight, really. So it's just like I knew they weren't going to like do it. You know, Evan, Jack weren't going to do it. So so I, I think stupidly in hindsight, okay, we're here now and everything's great. But, you know, sometimes when you're too early or maybe not even ever going to be correct, you know, that, that hurts. You know, we knew community was important for investors. We knew the data was becoming free. They knew alternative sources of data were going to matter as private companies. And now like more important almost than public companies and the information bloomberg may have all the information in the world but it's really these private companies that are signaling all the future and so so here we are flash forward to 2021 you got discord reddit obviously stock twitch twitter you really just have more telegram signal you know by twitter not opening their protocol right and, and you really got a hundred and that's what happens. so you have all this massive distribution of people with no connection to any one product so there's just communities living anywhere and the manifestation of that is really nfts right nfts are a community each object is a community uh, which is kind of what a stock ticker is a stock ticker is an object of which we have discussion yeah. about right it's like Apple is like the equivalent of Justin Timberlake, right? Like it's People formulate <laughs> around that. You know, people just congregate around that ticker, and it means a lot to them.
1: I've never heard that comparison before. Well, I, it could a, be like any
0: famous Rihanna. It could be any. But a ticker <laughs> is an object of which people build community around. And um, now we just happen to have 100 products uh, that do that. So it is what it is you know uh timing matters and in community community is a very tough business to build
1: i don't Um, think people understand how tough community is you definitely along with us understand how tough community is yeah it's
0: not a good i would not recommend my children or my i'll recommend enemies go into the community (laughs) business, but i won't recommend any friends go into the community business because first of all and and now we're going to see that change so so Community is changing because now you can monetize it through NFTs and through other types of products besides ads. It could be community subscriptions, could be a Substack, could be all the different ways to monetize the small communities. But in the web 2.0 you had to monetize it around a LinkedIn group or a Facebook group and they controlled everything. Now you can set up a Discord or a Telegram or a WhatsApp group or a stock twits group and have a little more control. Uh, you know, still somewhat centralized. If you don't use a telegram or if, but or uh, what an opportunity for people to build community. But in 2008, because Twitter chose to close their API, uh, they really they really have led to a lot of the products you're seeing today out of necessity. And that's why on Twitter, there's a lot of us that always are commenting how bad the board is and how bad a job Jack is doing, why it's hard to run two companies. Sure, on the surface, Twitter is an amazing company with an amazing market cap. But if we really think about what it could be, it's incredibly underachieved. Facebook was always going to be centralized and control things. Zuckerberg understood that. But Telegram could have been, I mean, but uh, Twitter could have been so much more for finances and sports especially.
1: Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Uh, Something you mentioned, NFTs and all these other things, you personally, like you have a bunch of different ways that you can invest and whatnot. Are you investing in stocks? Are you investing in crypto? You're investing in private companies? Like, how do you think about diversification through that aspect?
0: I, uh different than most obviously i'm a little conservative and, and again i'm 55 so you got to recognize that and i take a ton of risk in my day job which is uh, seed stage investing i'm very much a, a, a and i wrote about this for josh brown did a book where a bunch of people shared how they invest and so i am uh more barbell i take a ton of risk i'm very comfortable with most of my portfolio being in crypto now, and because of the gains that it's had, in early stage investing, and so really stocks has become. Even though that was my life before this, was stock twit and you know, ran a hedge fund, and I love the stock market. Stock markets are you know dwindling to ten to twenty percent of my portfolio because I need to carry cash for uh, to be on call for deals and pro ratas and other funds that I want. So I'm all in on early stage investing, which now, in my opinion, includes what I would call Uh, private market venture capital, which is crypto. Crypto is really a mix of stocks and venture capital. And I think what's interesting about it, I don't know if I love it, and so far I've done well by giving it to other people, I'm not managing it myself. The idea that you can see the prices of your venture capital investments every minute and can talk about them, uh, I don't think is healthy uh, in general, uh, for me. Um, and for many others, I think a lot of people will be because they can see the price of Bitcoin and Ethereum, even though they're in a way, very much venture capital uh, software companies uh, being able to sell them because you know you're worried about this or that is a luxury, but it's also not the best thing for the long term if these are really going to be you know you know lifetime type uh, uh, project or pieces of software that uh, end up. Being the backbone of the web and the backbone of communications, people will look back at this and say, "Man, I wish I couldn't have sold it." So we're in there entering. People aren't talking about this. But we're entering this very interesting phase of a new stock market. They're not stocks, but they act like stocks because you can trade them. And but they're venture capital, which means maybe you shouldn't. So we really have this interesting moment going on, and I'm I count uh, I count that as my stock market. I count crypto as my stock market, and as my venture capital, which means I'm very, uh, I'm very comfortable holding cash, not just more
1: stocks. Got it. Okay. No, that makes a lot of sense. And for me, I also feel like so I, I do both stocks and uh, angel investments and. The nice thing for me about those angel investments and, like, doing consulting for companies where I take pay in equity (coughs) versus pay in cash is Mm -hmm. that you kind of just, like, set it and forget it. Whereas with stocks, I'm so inclined to, like, look at the day-to-day and make poor decisions. Like, I just, I don't worry about it. They give me their investor updates and see how things are going, and I'm like, okay, this is just sitting over there. I'm not touching it for, like, a decade. Like, that's it.
0: And again, if they all go to zero, it doesn't matter. So you've tied up your money, and and those are bad investments. So it's you know it's 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 not perfect, but it's been perfect for me. And mm-hmm. obviously that it helps because it's been a bull market, so a lot of my investments are working. I can't you know it's much riskier. People need to understand that. And just because uh, some you know <clears throat> they say you can get rich doesn't mean you're going to be rich. You still have to find great companies and great founders and great teams. Yeah. And then obviously get a little bit lucky, but I just found luckily for me the right time, right place. This era that we live in, uh, you know, really fits well with how I uh, mentally and behaviorally act around uh, risk. And seeing stocks trading every day was not did not bring out the best in my ability to manage and perform. But being able to ride drawdowns or bad years because the company wasn't trading anyways, whether it's Robinhood or eToro or any stock twits. You know, for years we went sideways and and we couldn't build a business. So uh, if it was public, maybe we would all have sold it or, you know, wouldn't have been able to survive. So there's all those benefits. And I think what's so cool about crypto is, like I said, we're going to be able to monetize communities, one. And number two, we can price it to market for a lot of these things. And be careful what you wish for. I don't know if that's good. That The jury to me is, is still out on that part.
1: What are some of your favorite crypto investments that you're looking at right now? And what are areas that you stayed cleared of for better or worse?
0: Well, I, I made a couple of good decisions. Like I said, my first was giving my crypto allocation to other people. Good or wrong, right or wrong, I I would rather pay the fees for expertise. One big misconception, because because of Vanguard and stocks, was set and forget. Give your money to Vanguard, don't pay fees, get a basket of five hundred stocks. That doesn't exist in the private markets. Definitely starting to exist with companies like Cryptex, for you can own a basket, you know, a token that control that uh, is a representation of all the tokens market cap. So, so we're going to start to see these products, but they're, they're complicated for most people to understand because they mm-hmm. got to move their money around into a wallet and vice versa. And, and uh, so it's not for everybody, but we're headed there. But in the meantime, I believe, you know, so this was a leap of faith that I don't mind paying extra fees to get professional uh, um, research in an area that I'm not comfortable in. I can't be an expert in everything. So one of the smartest moves I made was just saying, take my money, please. Uh, uh some friends recommended, Vinny recommended Multicoin, very volatile, but incredible investors so far over the last first four years. So, so I have had an incredible success with their investments in Helium and Solana and The Graph and um, obviously Ethereum and, and, and Bitcoin. And I haven't been able to do anything. You know, I put money from my IRA in that and let them do the job. And I talk to them and I have them on my podcast and I try and learn by osmosis. I fart around on the side, and I, and, and just this weekend I had a problem. I fart around and have some money in Coinbase, and I got a. Uh, this is part of the scary part. I was driving in LA this week, and I got a text from Coinbase that uh, my two-factor auth had been changed, and I immediately, you know, panicked. Got to the side of the road, sold my sold. Yeah, assumed my my account was going to get swept because you yeah. can't reach customer support, and sold all my crypto like on Friday evening and move the cash back to my bank account, thinking like, okay, like I mean, I don't know what else to do. And it turned out to be an email that was a hack, and a lot of people got the
1: email.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I think... I think crypto, like like you said, that's like the stagecoach getting robbed back in the, in the gold rush days when people move their money by stagecoach. So we're still in that stagecoach digital phase where things go wrong and people really have to understand what they're doing, especially if they're going to put you know, 10% of their capital in crypto. They really have to understand why and how they're doing it and have a backup plan for retrieving it. And I don't. My backup plan is to trust other people to do that for me. Um, and I've offloaded that and, uh, uh, for people that want to do it themselves, it's, it's not hard, but there is more to it than opening a simple bank account.
1: So you, you mentioned that you invest in a lot of seed stage companies, um, mm-hmm. are they often crypto related or like what areas of FinTech are most interesting to you? Cause as you and I both know, like FinTech is so broad, like everything's FinTech now, you, you've yeah. got a lot of options for investing.
0: Yeah, it's a really good question because we've talked about this before and you and Ian and I, but so everything is fintech, you know, Stripe, Shopify. So um, in this era, I I love e-commerce. I don't know if that's fintech, but I feel like since I shop. Yeah, since I shop, I mean, I spend, you know, we invest in a company called Manscape, which is not fintech, but basically it's an e-commerce company. Mm-hmm. And then the fintech that I truly focus on is all around personal do-it-yourself investing, which was really out of style until Robinhood, which is crazy because the iPhone came out in 2007. We didn't really get our first mobile brokerage until Robinhood launched in 2014. And with that came free trading and it's manifested itself into this investing generation which is where i would say we we are you know whereas Andreessen is now says FinTech is everything i would say we have entered an investing generation you're investing you can use AngelList you have we have these great tools of which we can share information and you could say you know what Howard i really like that idea you're investing could you make room for 10 grand for for me because i'll add value and we say, of course. So, so cap tables are open. Um, and if fintech is everything, and we can all wire money to each other, and Stripe, and, and Square, and Venmo, and we can use AngelList, and we can use crypto and wallets, then we better—we have entered this investing generation. And what will replace those jobs are not the jobs that 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 I. Grew up with apple uh, lawyer doctor accountant uh, furrier delicatessen owner uh, the uh, the the jobs will be hey my kids inherited a bunch of stock uh, they went to work for a company they got they earned a couple million dollars in stock at an e commerce company or at a, a creator economy company and you know what they, they they're going to take their network and they're going to start a small rolling fund on angelus and they're going to start investing. And that may not sound like a job because it isn't because it's a lifestyle and it could become a job, but lifestyle where the media is wrong is this is a lifestyle that is, if we were to ask, that's a better middle class than smoking cigarettes, going up to the office, you know, staying up late, drinking, working on a campaign for uh, Purina. As as the middle class did in the 60s and 70s, you know, driven by TV ads and and supermarkets and Walmart, you know, we basically were working for CPG companies, uh, writing copy and, and printing shit and making people buy stuff. This next FinTech is everything phenomenal will be investing is everything and people will be able to express with their capital that the government printed and that they earned. Um, better uses or better products for people. So I think we're into this weird thing. There's going to be a lot of debate about what is a job, but really what we should be talking about is how to build an incredible, uh, like you're doing with um, FinTech today, how to build a business that supports me while I invest. You know, much better to invest, much better odds of investing in a rocket ship and using your network to find a rocket ship than building one yourself. There is no shame in having a small business and taking the profits to invest in rocket ships. That will be the dream gig. You are living that life. Hopefully my kids could live that life. And to live that life, they have to be good at one thing. They have to be passionate about one thing. They have to know how to build a community. They have to know how to use the tools of the day. They have to know how to be nice and use social etiquette. They have to know how to write and read. And that's about it. Do they need to go to school? Absolutely not. Uh, If they want to go to school to learn how to read or write better, absolutely yes. If they want to take classes on investing, absolutely yes. Uh, But should they go learn what has been taught and passed down forever? No. I'm very adamant against that
1: you mentioned the educational part too and something that holds some people back is the accredited investor rules what do you yeah. think should happen to that in the future then because right now it's what you have to take either test or have a certain amount of income each year or a certain amount of um like yes. net worth yes. net worth
0: uh i'm not a lawyer so i can't comment i think they're i think they are ancient we're talking about 1940 Investment Act stuff. Uh, Naval and Angelus has worked on this. All there are a lot of companies working on this. Obviously, crypto gets around a lot of this. Um, there has to be. America needs to take the lead on updating their laws. This is a land of opportunity. Okay, so I'm no politician, but I'm a common sense person. This is a land of opportunity. If you can walk into a Walmart and buy a gun and bullets, uh, people should be allowed to spend their money however they want especially when the government's just printing it I mean we have to have some kind of like common sense like hey we're printing money but you can't do this hey you can go get a gun but you can't do this hey you can trade crypto in China but you can't invest in a U.S. company because you're not accredited we have to have a common sense sit down and go wait a minute okay if this then that so eventually this stuff is going to happen and other people are going to lie on their forms, as I recommend a lot. Not a recommend. I see a lot of kids doing on AngelList or other places. I know they are because they're not accredited and they're telling me the deals they're in. And I, I can't I can't blame them. If you're going to lie about something, uh, you know the risk is on the person taking that money, of course. So they have to do a better job of, of, of managing the law. But there's going to be a lot of young people... Uh, that are faking their, their accreditation in order to get in on this stuff. because And you can't blame them. It's about opportunity. So I'm really excited about this investing class. The parents that do a great job uh, teaching their kids this stuff and like in, in embracing a small business and, uh, you know, the thousand, the thousand true fan type of businesses where you can pay yourself, but also have a quality of life to make those investments, to, to push yourself up from the a class, you know, uh, warfare. We've got the answer right in front of us. You're living it, I lived it. Other people, I'm an immigrant, I lived it. It was not like I invented some widget that made me billions of dollars. I hustled, I started businesses, yes. But I didn't have to start big businesses in order to be successful. And so uh, I think Web 3.0 and crypto is like a decentralized way for people that come from anywhere to shoot to the top. And we've already seen billionaires come out of nowhere that had no chance in an accounting, uh, legal, uh, medical world that, you know, the last generation where you had to rise through the ranks that way. So we're going to see a lot of aggravation. Old people are going to be mad because speed of which some of these young kids are making money uh, just by being in the right place at the right time. And, you know, I don't know what to say about that. Turn off the TV, build a network of really smart people, tune out the noise, get big and figure out a way to get on rocket ships. Even five grand or 10 grand can change your life. And I, I just think that's the game plan for young people.
1: So if people want to stay up to date on what you are up to, uh, how should they do that? What's the best way?
0: Uh, the best way is, is to hit me up on StockTwits, which is my, my platform. You can just add Howard Lindzen, Same at on Twitter, though. And I have a daily blog, Uh You can subscribe to It's free. And I have a weekly podcast like you that I talk to people in fintech and uh i don't let people talk so it sounds like i I owe you a second one i I invited you on and i I took an adderall and i forgot to let you talk
1: no that was perfect i love that episode it was really good it's called panic with friends panic
0: with friends we the idea was march i was everybody was panicked in march 2020 i said come talk to me of course we're panicked but there's opportunity here flash forward i don't know 18 months here we are, nobody is panicked. Um, there's something wrong with that formula. I mean, panic is around the corner, I believe. And I, in a world where panic existed in March 2020, here we are with no panic. I would say be prepared to panic first. One of my mottos is, you know, if you think you should be panicked, uh, just panic like I did where I pulled over at the side of the road and sold my crypto <laughs> and my Coinbase account. It's not, it's much safer than like just saying, oh, you know, I'll email customer support and then your money's gone and you can't do anything it's for it. It's the Howard
1: Lindzen way of saying better safe than sorry, essentially. Better
0: safe than sorry, especially <laughs> with your money. But
1: if you want to stay up to date on everything FinTech as well as what Howard's up to and whatnot, subscribe at fintechtoday.co. Otherwise, we will see you guys again next time. Thank you, Howard.
0: See you.